Hey y'all, I'm Sam Sanders, host of It's Been a Minute. There is a lot going on in the world. So on my show, my guest and I make sense of the news and culture through conversation. It feels like we're living in three movies at once. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. It feels like a Mike Judge movie. It feels like a Spike mm-hmm. Lee movie. And it feels like a Michael Bay movie. Like <laughs> Every Tuesday and Friday, listen and subscribe now to It's Been a Minute from NPR. Happy Friday, everyone, from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Ann Powers. Hey, Ann. Hey, Robin. And Stephen Thompson. Hello, Robin. It's New Music Friday, and we're looking at the best albums out on June 19th. We've got new ones from Bob Dylan, John Legend. There's a new Phoebe Bridgers and a whole lot more. But we start with the band Phantom Planet and their first new album in more than a decade. It's called Devastator. It's just This is the band Phantom Planet. Their new one is called Devastator. The song we're listening to is called Time Moves On. Uh, And as I mentioned, uh, this is their first new album in more than a decade. It actually came out yesterday, Thursday on the 18th. And Stephen, when I first started listening, I thought, I sure do love Rainy Day Rock. Uh, And then the more I listened, I thought, God, this is a pretty bleak record. There's just so much existential ennui in it. Well, and isn't the time just about right for that? Yeah, no, yeah. Um, definitely. An album for the times. Phantom Planet is really, even after all these years, really known for two things, right? Uh, they had the song California, which was the theme song to the OC, you know, a huge TV show in the aughts. Yeah. And for the first almost decade or so of the band's history, their drummer was the actor Jason Schwartzman. And so that caught a lot of people's attention. Yeah. But over the years, you know, Phantom Planet kind of kept putting out records and then took this very, very long hiatus they never actually broke up but they only they took a mere 12 years off you know a few reunion shows here and there and they've finally come back with this record devastator and it really kind of picks up where the band left off you get a little bit of the soaring foo fighters quality there's a little bit of a subdued feel to this record and as you said robin a little bit of a bleak feel as well i think there was also a breakup involved wasn't there Stephen? uh the band's leader, Alex Greenwald, and his partner, Brie Larson. One of my favorite actors, by the way, broke up. <laughs> Almost everybody gets a breakup record at some point. Yeah, that definitely informs this one as well. But it is nice to kind of get these people back making a record that really sounds like Phantom Planet. Yeah, I admit I was one of those uh, listeners who checked the band out early on because Jason Schwartzman, Schwartzman was uh, was in the band and I loved his work as an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was with you, Stephen. I, I thought, man, it sounds like they, they no time has passed at all. Like they just picked up right where they left off. 
Phantom Planet is the band. Their new one is called Devastator. Let's go next to John Legend. The singer John Legend has a new one out today called Bigger Love. Ola, ola. Listen. Come and give me wasted. This is dedicated to that ola. Run it to me real quick. I'll be going stupid for that Make me wait I've been thinking about it all day You know what I want The second, the minute I'm home It's This is the singer John Legend in his beautiful voice on the album Bigger Love. The song we're listening to is Ooh La. Love the doo-wop take on this one. This is the opening cut to the record. Uh, and, uh, and as the album title suggests, this whole record is just a celebration of love, of romantic love, love of family, and love of community. Well, Robin, John Legend is such a master craftsman, and he can really go anywhere in pop. Uh, soul, R&B, and uh, do something beautiful. And that's what we get on this record. John Legend is, is one of our most versatile pop musicians. And I'm calling him pop deliberately over and over because I think it's important to remember that all American music is African-American music and John Legend might get categorized as R&B, but he is a polymath and you really hear that on this album. He travels all over the place from classic soul through slow jams that invoke the 80s, touches on Caribbean music, the wonderful Jamaican toaster Coffee is on the record. His a really sexy duet with Jenny Aiko uh, features one of my very favorite guitarists of all time, Gary Clark Jr., on a song called Wild that I swear could have been a One Direction song. <laughs> <laughs> he goes all over the place, and, and everywhere he goes, he's masterful. It's interesting. I kind of dug into like reading his pr- press statements around this record, and he, there's almost this apologetic tone because it's like I made this record before COVID. I made this record before the latest big round of Black Lives Matter protests, and and he made this almost apologetic statement about how like this is a this is a celebration of love and joy and sens- sensuality and hope and resilience, and it's not necessarily speaking to the times. Uh, but at the same time, I feel like this this doesn't feel like a safe record to me. While it is what he says it is, it's a it's an album of love songs. It's still like musically inventive. It's still is it's still full of surprises. John Legend released a statement on Instagram addressing the fact that the tone of this record may not necessarily fit the times. But you know, he said it's important to continue sh- continue to show the world what it means to be human and uh, to celebrate love and joy through art. And I love that in this record. John Legend, his new one is called Bigger Love. Let's go next to uh, a new one from Phoebe Bridgers, an artist I know we all love. Her latest one is called Punisher.
This is Phoebe Bridgers. Her new one is called Punisher. This is the title track that we're listening to. And Stephen, this is one of those records where I just kept thinking, dear God, through the whole thing. It is so <laughs> perfect. There's not even a there's not even a, a just okay song on nope. the entire album. Every track, you know, when I listen to an album and I hear a song that I think might be good to feature on the show, I throw it into a playlist. And I was literally throwing every single song into that playlist. And I got about halfway through and I just finally gave up. And it, it is just <laughs> such a perfect record. And what a run Phoebe Bridgers has been on. She yeah. put out her debut album in 2017. It was called Stranger in the Alps. I love it. And then she put out records with Better Oblivion Community Center, a rock record with Connor Oberst of Bright Eyes. And she put out this wonderful EP with Boy Genius, this collaboration with Lucy Dacus and Julian Baker. And there's not really a false moment on any of those records, but this thing I just think is incredible. And her phrasing and sense of detail are are so incredibly on point. She is in such command here. And there are so many of these songs that you can just feel in your chest. I love this record. This is absolutely a top 10 of the year for me. Most of the album is just so beautiful and kind of slow and melancholy, but she closes with what I would call a real rager, uh, a song <laughs> called I Know the End, and I'm just going to play a little bit of this, the final minute or so of this song. I love how she lets out this primal scream, you know, towards the end of this song. It's an urge I think everyone can identify with right now. It's been exciting to watch Phoebe grow over the past few years. She's still so young and um, talk about leaps, <laughs> right? And the mark of a true artist is to be able to create an environment where a listener can live and uh, dream and, and sort of connect with the deepest parts of their psyche. And that's what happens on these songs. This is a record about being alone, being alone with someone else, being alone with memories and with fantasies. Phoebe is able to take us places that are a little scary and sometimes feel negative, but help us find the beauty in them. Love this one. So happy to have this record from Phoebe Bridgers. It's called Punisher. Let's do one more before we take a break. This comes from Roy Ayers, Adrian Young, and Ali Shaheed Muhammad. It's called Jazz is Dead 2.
black and brown. These African sounds color the earth with the stroke of history, inspiring beauty and respect. But at best, are we being our best? Without a choice, we have the choice to use our colors and sounds to rebound against the hate, to circumvent the illusion seen through the misty shades of America. So remove the spectacles and look up into the stars to find reflections of self and ask yourself, is my love for my people only a drop in this ocean of time or is my love for my people a necessary state of mind? And as we close this is Roy Ayers with Adrian Young and Ali Shaheed Muhammad. The album is Jazz Is Dead 2. It's, it's spelled J-I-D-O-O-2. The song we're listening to is called African Sounds. Uh, the voice on this is Adrian Young. And back for this one is John Morrison, host of XBN's Culture Cipher Radio and the podcast series Rap Shit. Hey, John. Hey, what's up, Robin? This is kind of a sequel to an album they just released in March called Jazz Is Dead 001. Mm-hmm. Tell us what they're doing with this series. Yeah, it's really interesting. Ali Shaheed Muhammad, of course, is well known for his work with A Tribe Called Quest. And Adrian Young is also known as a multi-instrumentalist, a composer, somebody who writes, you know, this like beautiful, ornate, jazz-influenced music. But he also started as a beat maker in hip-hop and making sample-based music. Uh, So really with this Jazz is Dead series, it seems like Adrian Young and Ali Shaheed Muhammad are really, in a way, like, crate digging and, like, you know, digging into sample culture. Like, a lot of this music that they're reaching out to these legends, like Roy Ayers, Gary Bartz, these folks who made this music that has been sampled in hip-hop, it feels like they're attempting to update their classic catalog. Some of this stuff feels like it could have been off of a record that was made in 1973. I really think that's true. Also, though, there is a totally 21st century sound here as well, don't you think? Like, they're bringing these these legends into the hip-hop era. Yeah, a lot of this feels like it could be something from, say, like, London's new jazz scene. yeah. You know, all of this stuff exists in a continuum anyway. Uh, But yeah, a lot of this feels for as retro as it is. You know, I would listen to it and be like, okay, this is this is an update of a classic sound. It's not something that's, you know, that feels old or archaic. Yeah, it manages to be timeless and current at the same time, which I think, as you're kind of suggesting, John, it's a sign of how much like Roy Ayer's music has stayed in circulation through the use of sampling. This record opens with a track called Synchronized Vibration. And I was listening to it and I'm like, I, I, I felt like I was listening to an Anderson Pack record. Like it just, it's, <laughs> it sounded really familiar and really current, even though at the same time, like it's not that out of place in Roy Ayer's catalog that goes back to the, to, you know, he you know, put all of these great records in the 70s. Yeah, I agree. There's so much new music, like I mentioned earlier about the uh, new jazz stuff that's been coming out of London, a lot of the neo-soul and like progressive R&B that we've been getting in the past few years. That's all Roy Ayer's DNA, you know what I mean? 
and it and it lives in this music so it's it's natural that you know he would reconnect with these younger musicians and create like an an updated version of a thing that he's been doing for decades this is an ongoing project with more releases from the, uh, the Jazz is Dead records that celebrate the work of young Youngs and Shahid Muhammad's musical heroes. So maybe there will be a, a Jazz is Dead 3 record uh, in the not-so-distant future. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much, John. I appreciate it, y'all. Thank you. Thanks, Good to hear you. Be well. We still have a few more albums that we want to play for this week's New Music Friday, plus our lightning round of other notable releases. But first, we need to take a short break. It's New Music Friday from NPR and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Ann Powers and Stephen Thompson, and we're looking at the best releases out on June 19th. We start the second half of our show off with Bob Dylan and his first new album of original songs in eight years. It's called Rough and Rowdy Ways. I live on the streets, named after a saint. Women in the churches wear powder and paint. Where the Jews and the Catholics and the Muslims are praying. I can tell a prodigy from a mile away. Goodbye, Jimmy Reed. Jimmy Reed, indeed. Give me that old time religion. It's just what I need. But thine is the kingdom, the power of the glory. Go tell it on the mountain. Go tell the real story Tell it in that straightforward Puritanical tone In the mystic hours Where the person's alone Goodbye, Jimmy Reed Godspeed Thump on the Bible I Proclaim a creed This is Bob Dylan. His new album is called Rough and Rowdy Ways. The song we're listening to is called Goodbye Jimmy Reed. Uh, And as I mentioned, this is his first album of original songs since he released a record called Tempest in 2012. He had a few um, cover albums in in the years in between that. But now he's back with his own work. And, and, you know, something about Dylan, I was thinking, when you get new music from him, you know, you're never really sure what you're going to get. <laughs> you know, like from the moment he plugged in at the Newport Folk Festival to his, um, I don't know, like his TV ad for Victoria's Secret, <laughs> he's, al- he's always finding ways to surprise us um, or even baffle us. And this one to me sounds like it has everything that fans love about him, particularly in the, in the lyricism and the lyrics to these songs. The, the thing about Bob Dylan, <laughs> one of the many things about Bob Dylan, is that in everything he does, as substantive, as culture-changing, as, as masterful as it is, it's also fun. Bob mm-hmm. Dylan has fun. He has fun writing these songs. He has fun, a lot of fun singing these songs. Like those three albums of uh, dipping into the American Songbook it has uh, really inspired Dylan at 79 to pay attention to phrasing and breath and, and just the way he delivers these songs. is You can just tell the the enjoyment he's getting out of shaping each vocal. Like we just heard that bluesy vocal. There's other songs where it sounds like he's singing an old Stephen Foster song or he, you know, he's em- emulating his hero Frank Sinatra. And 
he's working with his touring band. He's really comfortable. The production leaves lots of room for his personality. And so, yeah, the songs are great. The songs are deep. They're prophetic. There are intimate love songs on this record. There are some also just some crazy ass songs on this record, like my own version of you, where he's like Dr. Frankenstein building, you know, a strange companion for himself or Key West, the philosopher pirate song where he's uh, yet again going on a wild adventure as he has in so many of his songs. And that's what I like about this record is, is not that it's profound, but that it's just a damn good time. Yeah, and I, I agree completely. This is a playful record. It's full of sly references and pop culture and like quotes from poems and other songs. He's he's just mining so many different sources for songs that really have depth and breadth to them. I mean, 39 albums into his career when he so easily could be coasting. This is not a coasting record. He is making a relevant record 39 albums into a Nobel Prize winning career and I think that's incredible. I mean, he definitely confronts, um, you know, mortality on this record. Mm-hmm. Songs like Black Rider or Crossing the Rubicon. I mean, you know, he's not being subtle about those themes. But right. there are also just like simple tender love songs like I've Made Up My Mind to Give Myself to You, which reminds me of uh, you know, the Time Out of Mind era. You guys talk about uh, how he continues to make such amazing music so deep into his career and some of the themes of mortality on this record. I remember thinking that when Time Out of Mind dropped yeah, and thinking, yeah, he, he's getting up there. That was 20, almost 25 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I remember that, too. Oh, my gosh. I thought, oh, my God, Bob Dylan is so old. Like, we're so lucky to still have him. Yeah, that was like his valedictory address. Bob Dylan, the album Rough and Rowdy Ways. Another veteran artist is back with not really a new album, but one that was recorded decades ago and only now made available from Neil Young. It's called Homegrown. I won't apologize. Light shone from in your eyes. It isn't gone. And it will soon come back again We go our separate ways Looking for better days Sharing our little boy Who grew from joy back then And it's all because of that love we knew This is Neil Young. His album is called Homegrown. This is the opening cut from the record called Separate Ways. This was an album originally recorded back in 1974, 75, which was maybe my favorite period for Neil, Neil Young's music. And when I hit play on this cut, Separate Ways, the opening cut, I just thought, yes, it just, it, it fits right in there with the, his songwriting at that time. You know, you hear on albums like Harvest or Comes a Time or After the Gold Rush. 
Stephen, why did I have to wait 45 years to get this record? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think one reason that you've had to wait this long is that when he wrote and recorded this album in the in the mid 70s, he was going through a, a bad breakup, and it's it's a breakup record. That their songs on it are are very personal, and I think he's kind of said that he just he needed to put those songs away. And and for somebody who's so creatively restless, for somebody you know, you talk about a massive catalog. Yeah. I mean, he just moved on to the next thing. And so this record got shelved and it became kind of a legendary lost album. And Neil Young has a lot of legendary lost albums. You know, Neil Young bootleg collectors have been salivating over the notion of this record for ages. And it's just amazing. Let's just imagine your favorite artist and the most fruitful period of their career to suddenly just, oh, here's an album from this incredibly fruitful and brilliant period of a creator's career. This is a very exciting album, and it lives up, I think, to, to those expectations. This is a beautiful record. And it's interesting to think of it sort of as a companion piece to probably maybe my favorite Neil Young record, Tonight's the Night, which is... Um, also a pretty dark record and uh, that that is always a record I felt like is is so much about a young man facing the worst of life this one it, it is sort of about that and that it is about being heartbroken but there's a strange optimism underneath it or something there's a strange tenderness to these songs the tenderness shines through and and that's why it's such a pleasure to listen to this music too Neil Young is the artist. His album is called Homegrown. We still have one more record that we want to play for this week's New Music Friday, but let's do a quick rundown of some of the other notable releases out on June 19th, starting with the band Salt. Their record is Untitled. This is a bit of a mystery band, a group that released its debut album last year. Nobody really knows who they are, but they make this very hook-heavy mix of funk and soul and dub music. Uh, again, the new one is Untitled. They released a statement on Instagram saying, We present our first untitled album to mark a moment in time where we as black people and of black origin are fighting for our lives. Mm -hmm. The album, again, is Untitled. The band Braids has a new one called Shadow Offering. This is a, a very artfully orchestrated pop and rock band from Canada. Their first new album in five years. It's called Shadow Offering. And the band Wire has a new collection of songs called 1020, uh, a veteran punk and post-punk band from the UK. They've been putting definitive albums out now for more than 40 years. They just had a new one called Mind Hive out in January. This is a one that's a more a mix of songs they're calling Strays that were written at different times uh, in the band's history together. Again, from Wire, it's called 1020. 20. In country, the young artist Gabby Barrett, who some of you might know if you watch American Idol, has her debut album Goldmine coming out this week. But I'm most excited about uh, a new record from another Tennessee musician, in fact a Tennessee legend, Don Bryant. At almost 80, and this is his second secular album after many years as a gospel artist, and You Make Me Feel combines some gospel with some Don Bryant soul classics. Don Bryant, You Make Me Feel. A major new record from the R&B singer Tayana Taylor. That's called The Album. It's her third record. It features a song called Made It, which is already a huge graduation anthem. Tayana Taylor, probably best known at first for her affiliation with Kanye West. She was the first woman signed to his good music label. This record, The Album, has guests, uh, as far as the eye can see, Kalani, Erica Badu, Missy Elliott, Future, Quavo, Big Sean. Uh, the list just goes on and on. Again, that is called The Album. 
The supergroup of Yo-Yo Ma, Stuart Duncan, Edgar Meyer, and Chris Thiele has a new album called Not Our First Goat Rodeo, follow-up to a very successful record from 2011, uh, The Goat Rodeo Sessions, that kind of mixes classical and bluegrass music. That's gorgeous. Again, it's called Not Our First Goat Rodeo. And finally, Mike Kinsella, uh, who records records sometimes under the name Owen, he has a really deeply honest uh, new record called The Avalanche. All that music out now on June 19th, along with the last one that we want to play. It comes from Umu Sangare. It's called Acoustic. This is the singer Umu Sangare. Her new album is called Acoustic, and the song we're listening to is called Diarabe Nen. She's a singer from Mali in West Africa, and Anne, this is a reworking of some of her earlier songs, mostly from a, a 2017 album she put out called Mogoya. These are more stripped-down acoustic versions of those songs. Oh, yeah, Robin. When I saw that uh, Uma Sangare had a new project out, I just absolutely jumped for joy. She is one of my very favorite vocalists. I think she is one of the most beautiful people in the world, <laughs> inside and out. Uh, I've seen her play several times, and she is just enchanting. What a voice. She's a longtime major figure, legend, really, in African music, uh, known for uh, singing a style of music called Wasulu. Uh, very much a women's music. I will say a feminist or womanist music. Her songs confront inequality in society and express women's point of view. That's one thing I've always loved about her music is the way it sounds like an ongoing conversation among women and really just brings me a lot of joy. Yeah, I mean, we sometimes talk on the show, like when artists are writing, you know, about failed relationships or something, you know, we'll talk about bravery and honesty. <laughs> I mean, Umu, Umu Sangare has actually taken risks with her music. She has sung about, you know, denouncing female circumcision, forced marriage and polygamy. Her music in Mali is revolutionary and she is an extremely important artist. At the same time, this is beautiful music. This is entertaining music. Um, this is this is a lovely record. Yeah, she takes a look at the, you know, the the worst parts of humanity, you know, just the the horrible ways we treat treat each other, lies, deceit, hypocrisy, but uh, you know, sexism. <laughs> sexism exactly. Not speaking the language and just hearing the music it always makes me feel so good when I hear it even though I don't understand a a, a word of it really, but I think it's because uh, so much of music from West Africa, it just feels like life. Yes. 
Very well said. Very well said. And, you know, I think a lot of Americans and others who dip into African music, you know, they might love Tanarwin, you know. Yeah. They like the swagger of a guitarist like Bambino. Maybe they like the, the danceable hits of Amadou and Mariam. But don't forget Uma Sangare. She is just one of the most important Malian musicians ever and one of the most important voices from the continent. Umu Sangare is the singer. Her new one is called Acoustic. And that'll do it for this week's New Music Friday. Thanks so much, Ann. Thank you. And Stephen. Thank you, Robin. If you'd like to go back and hear full versions of all the songs we featured on this week's New Music Friday, along with a bunch of other tracks out this week, you can see and hear an expanded playlist on our website. Go to npr.org slash all songs. It's also in Apple Music and Spotify. Just open those apps and search for NPR's New Music Friday playlist. And as always, keep up with the latest from NPR Music with our weekly newsletter. You can sign up for it at npr.org slash music newsletter. We only send it out once a week, but it's a great way to keep up with the latest tiny desks, features, interviews, and a whole lot more. Again, that's npr.org slash music newsletter. And for NPR Music, I'm Robin Hilton. Be good to each other, be well, and treat yourself to lots of music. Support for this podcast and the following message come from the NPR Wine Club, where every bottle tells a story and NPR shows become wines, like Weekend Edition Cabernet Sauvignon. Available to adults 21 years or older. Learn more at nprwineclub.org.